welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Welcome to church tonight. I welcome everyone who is um, connecting online as well. Welcome to the service. This is Evolve service. And tonight we trust in God to speak the mind of the spirit. In Evolve service we follow the sound of the spirit. The sound that leads to transformation. Glory to God. And it's from the scripture in John chapter 3. And Jesus said. That the wind blows where it listed. You cannot tell where it's coming from or where it's going. He says so is everyone that is born of the spirit. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. He says you hear the sound of it but you can't tell where it's coming from where it's going but you hear the sound glory to God this morning the Lord began to lay on my heart to talk about the spirit of innovation and I want you to listen very carefully if you're connected online I want you to pay attention as well the spirit of innovation innovation let's turn our Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 3 I'll have a long read from verse 1 to 7 and then we'll just go right into it. Thank you, Jesus. I'm reading the Passion Translation. So it says, If any of you aspires to be an overseer in the church, you have set your heart towards a noble ambition. For the word is true. Yet an elder needs to be one who is without blame before others. He should be one whose heart is for his wife alone and not another woman. He should be recognized as one who is sensible and well behaved. And living a disciplined life, he should be a spiritual shepherd who has the gift of teaching and is known for his hospitality he cannot be a drunkard or someone who lashes out at others or argumentative or someone who simply craves more money but instead recognized by his gentleness verse 4 His heart should be set on guiding his household with wisdom and dignity. Bringing up his children to worship with devotion and purity. For if he is unable to properly lead his own household well, how would he properly lead God's household? Verse 6. He should not be a new disciple who will be vulnerable to living in the clouds of conceit and fall into pride 
making him easy prey for Satan. And verse 7 says, He should be respected by those who are unbelievers, having a beautiful testimony among them. Glory to God. So, this is almost like a resume for someone who desires a higher office. And the Bible says in King James, it says, if a man desires the office of a bishop, a leader, an elder, someone in position of authority, an overseer, someone who is in charge of other people, someone who is responsible for people, someone who, uh, who takes responsibility for a group, a nation, a people whom you teach, a people whom you communicate life and essence, a people whom you communicate excellence to. If you desire that office, if you desire that position, if you desire to step into the shoes, if you desire to put your heart in a place where you are changing systems and shaping cultures, it says these are some of the things that are required of you. If you are one who is given to creativity, given to innovation, given to change, you desire to see certain things happen. The ideas that form in your heart are some ideas that shape culture and changes systems. That you do not just belong to a place, but you are there for a reason. And that you do not just appear, but you carry a grace that communicates essence. Most especially you carry something that other people will draw life from and draw grace from. That is what it's saying. If you desire, aspire to become that person and you get to that level where you're shaping system and cultures, it means there are certain things that are required of you. So he listed all these things and I read through all of them. And a lot of them talked about behavioral um, expectations talked about character talked about um, your, your personality how you behave in, in public and other places how people perceive you and then in verse 7 it says that he should be respected by those who are unbelievers who are unbelievers the King's Version says that he should have a reputation for those who are without. I mean, after he has laid all these things out, it now ended by saying he must have a good report of them which are without. And when I looked at all these things, it, what came to my mind and my heart is that What's supposed to be the most important thing has been left to be almost like it's not that important. But when I realize what is the most important thing in the life of a believer, what is the essence of being a child of God of being one that carries grace and carries the anointed what is the essence of all that 
then I understood that the writer here, which we believe to be Paul, is saying that, Timothy, after you have exhibited all this character, and you have exhibited all this um, perspective and behavior and all that, and they look and sound spiritual, you must be able to teach, your children must be these, you, you must be a husband of one wife, and things like that. It says you must now have a reputation among those who are without. It tells me that he's saying to Timothy, if this does not happen to you, then all the others will make no sense. It says the reason for the anointing on you that you will be able to teach, the reason for the grace upon you that you will hold your house with dignity and wisdom, the reason for the grace upon you that you will not lash out in public and not be a drunkard is such that it culminates in this point that you must have a good report of them that are without why because the anointing of God can can help you display certain things but when it comes to the people that are without they don't understand the anointing they don't understand your speaking in tongues they don't understand your Bible reading they don't understand your fasting and praying they don't understand all those things what they want to know is whether or not you can relate with them on the terms of the system that's what they understand so it's saying to Timothy Timothy listen you aspire to get to this level there are certain things that are required of you you'll be without blame yes you'll be without blame but when all that is said and done and you step outside your spirituality can the people of the world understand you can you speak a language that the people of the world can relate and understand or are all your friends and all the people around you just church people and people who speak in tongues and then no one around you that communicates life to outside the church he's saying timothy hear me there are certain people that needs to interpret your speaking in tongues ability needs to interpret the wisdom of God that you carry needs to interpret the grace of God upon you they don't speak in tongues they don't understand spirituality but you carry spirituality that they need so you need to find yourself in a place in verse 7 that you must have a good report to them that are without So he says to Timothy, it will make no sense if you carry the anointing. And at the end of the day, that anointing cannot be translated. It will make no sense if you carry the spirit of grace and there is no innovation coming from you. To change the way we live, the way we walk, the way we uh, um, move about in our lives. To change systems and cultures wherever God places you. That there is an anointing on you to shift things. That's what he's saying, Timothy. That there is an anointing on you to disrupt situations. The way things happen. That when you step in, Timothy, recognize that this thing on you is meant to disrupt a system not just disrupt it but put it in order the way God wants it see that's why you're there in essence he's saying to Timothy you carry the spirit of innovation you carry it on you so that anywhere you step anywhere you find yourself because you are anointed 
the grace on you begins to walk in that system begins to change things in that environment that's the essence of your anointing Timothy so when we speak of innovation sometimes it's with reference to that which is non-spiritual we tend to think of innovation as oh it's for the scientists it's for the creatives it's for the people who write codes and all that it's for the thinkers it is not for me i'm just a believer i just pray and fast and speak in tongues and read my bible it's not for me so when we think of innovation we don't think of innovation as something that is spiritual we think of it as non-spiritual so when we say innovate someone is thinking oh i'm not a computer programmer innovate oh i don't write codes innovate um i don't do anything that has to do with programming or computers or science or things like that so what do i need to innovate in so we think of it as non-spiritual usually we leave it to those who give their all to understand scientific operations why we dwell on the supernatural oftentimes we dwell on the supernatural alone but we need to realize that when our spirituality cannot find value in the systems of the world then it has lost its potency and its purpose when we're so spiritual that the world cannot just relate with us we can't get into a system and fit in quite well we must always fit in in the church i mean it's just the church i'm very weary of people who who tell me that look all my life i've been in the church i'm like you've been wasting your life because the essence of of you it's not just being the church the essence of your life is to be in the church in the presence of god and allow the anointing rub off on you so that when you step out you begin to innovate when you step out you begin to change things around you so god didn't call you and i to be in the church no he called us to be out there so when we come as a church we come to be impacted we come to be anointed the anointing rests on us the grace rests on us so that when we go out we begin to change things around So when that spirituality cannot find value in the systems of the world that means it's lost its potency it's lost its purpose it's lost its power it's lost its power so you see a god who likes to share ideas a god who likes to innovate a god who likes to change things to move things around so when God is sharing an idea it's because there is a mission to accomplish. There is a project to deliver. But most times what people want from God is not the project God wants to do. They want God for the good life. They want God for the good life. They want God for the good life. Don't get me wrong. The good life will come. You will get all the good life you get all the good life but what will happen is that you will never ever belong to the group of people that are changing the world 
you will just be enjoying the good life and guess what you will be a buyer of the product and services and ideas of those who are changing the world that's what you'll be at the end of the day so all your purchasing power will just be to buy ideas from those who are changing systems you never belong to that group you have the good life but when it comes to those who matter those who are innovating those who are changing things by the way we live the way we walk the way we dress and they are shaping cultures and systems when it comes to that you won't belong to that group God will still be blessing you you will have the good cars the good house and everything but when it comes to things that matter your name will not be mentioned your idea or your opinion will not count because you're not in that group because you're not innovating so when you cry to God for revelation when you cry to God for insight when you cry to him to show you things what's the essence why are you doing so why when you demand from heaven insight into things demand from heaven say okay God I want you to give me um, wisdom I want you to give me uh, the ability to discern things why are you asking for those things every time God reveals something it is for the process of redemption every time God reveals something is so that man will be redeemed not just the redemption of the soul but the redemption of the way we live our lives every time every time there's a revelation from heaven it affects the way we live so God is not a waster he doesn't waste his ideas When you demand insight into creativity and God opens your understanding to receive such, it's such that people will be liberated. Not that they will be contained. So that people will be liberated, not contained. It sets people free. Say you will know the truth and the truth will do what? Will set you free. The truth sets free. It sets free. Proverbs 25 and 2 says God delights in concealing things. Scientists delight in discovering things. Now some of you will say Pastor, well I'm not a scientist. That's the message translation. It is in God to conceal but in kings to uncover. And you and I have been made what? Kings and priests. So when something is concealed and then we go to God for it to be revealed, it's not that so that we will reveal it and keep it. No, it's not for containment. It's for redemption. It's for deliverance. It's for liberation. So the ideas that come to you in the place of prayer 
is for you to liberate others. You've been set free to set others free. You've been taught to teach others. You've been lifted to lift others. You've been blessed to be a blessing to others. If everything that you do and get from God stops with you, you will get to a point that you'll be relevant in the hand of God. Not because he doesn't love you. No, but because he only supplies to what is empty. Because one day you'll be full and you can't take anymore. Even when he gives you, there's nowhere to put it. Because you're full. He says, he that waters shall be what? Watered also. Why, why will he be watered? Because he's a, he's a vessel that is flowing. He's flowing. He said the liberal soul shall be what? Made fat. Why is it look, why does it look like it's countering itself? But the world system makes us to think that the, the way to store is to gather but in the system of the world the way to store is to what is to disperse the liberal soul shall be made fat see there is he that does what that gathers and it tends to what poverty he said but the one that spreads abroad it becomes abundance So revelation from God is a prerequisite for redemption. Revelation of wisdom, ideas, to innovate, to think creatively is so that you will liberate others. And the moment you get into that loop where your consciousness and thinking is such that the ideas that come to me should affect the way we live you become an instrument in the hand of God for innovation. So somebody is thinking, how can we wear, I, I was watching a video the other day and I saw the, the clothes that they are doing now. They started doing, they started selling. It's um, anti-absorbent. It cannot be stained. Once you pour water on it, the water will go off. Pour any dirt on it, it goes off. The way you wash it is the way you wear it. No iron, ironing, nothing. Just like that. So in my mind, I said, no business for dry cleaners. No business for wigging. Because they are thinking ahead. They are thinking ahead. Sometimes I, I, I somehow just fear for not fear but somehow I am worried as to how the next generation the future the kind of work they will do we don't know yet because some people are going to school to read a job to read a course that when they graduate that course will be obsolete many of them that the moment they are graduating there is no work for them in that industry that industry has been is gone why 
because the world is innovating faster than we can think way faster than we can think so what's the future of work what's the future of labor what's the future of service because whether we like it or not there is innovation that is happening faster than we can imagine and as children of God we have the advantage in the presence of God we carry the spirit of innovation we can see it we can know where the future is and position ourselves now for it now now we carry that spirit within us conceals things but you and I as kings and priests we unveil it by the time we unveil it we begin to bring it down to a place where the world can recognize it so we now have a reputation among those who are without they can see something in us and relate with us I was looking through someone's phone some time ago and I looked at the phone. I'm not saying it's a bad thing but it somehow just troubles me. All the friends and everybody on the phone pastor so, deacon so, brother so, sister so like don't you have people around you that are outside church? Why I have a problem with it is because when God speaks to you you need to have a people that you will deliver the message to. They have to look at the life of Jesus. The Bible said he ate and dined with who? Sinners! Because what he carries or what he carried was for them. So when you recognize that what you carry, I mean, the when you went to buy your phone, did they ask you if you are a Muslim or a Christian before they sold it to you? Nobody asked you that. You walked into a shop, you want to buy a shoe. Say, sorry, please. Are you a Christian or a Muslim? Because this shoe, the person that got the idea is a Muslim. So will you buy it? Nobody asked you that. Nobody. Innovation has nothing to do with religion at all. It's a human phenomenon. It's something given to us by God. And anybody can innovate. Whether you are a Buddhist, you are a Disbu, anything, you can innovate. And once you innovate, and you bring it to the market believers speaking in tongues will buy it they will not ask who made it once you come up with an idea you set up an establishment how many of you okay you said they are calling you in shell to come and work and they give you a fallet and you get their face I want to ask is your MD born again before I, before I start this job even me as your pastor I will beat <laughs> say is your MD born again I want to know before I take this job you won't ask. So innovation has nothing to do with religion. It has nothing. 
you will accept the job and receiving the fat salary happily and be dropping your tithe with joy and I will pray over it with joy it has nothing to do with it but when it comes to our lives why do we just stay alone on the spirituals and leave the other part forgetting that we are first humans and as humans we have within us that spirit of innovation we have it clearly within us one of the critical reasons we have the Holy Spirit is so that we can discern times and seasons faster than facts can deliver to us it's not just so we come and then we speak in tongues, speak in tongues, speak in tongues, speak in tongues, and then we go. No. As you are speaking that tongues, it's a power instrument. Something is happening. There is a change. There is a shift that is happening. Truth is being delivered to you more than fact. And where truth stays, fact has no place there. When it comes to the essence of life, you and I can never rely alone on fact. You can never rely alone on fact. You must look beyond fact into truth to receive what cannot be moved. An unshakable kingdom in a shakable world when we take that and deliver it to this shakable world and then allow the Holy Ghost to interpret to us what we have received in the spirit and then make it relevant in the natural and then the world sees it then they call us to the table remember there are two systems in this world the one here runs things alright so they call us to the table that's why you know when um, um, maybe Fox News or CNN will, will not even bother to ask you what, what you're doing before they interview you because they know if what you're doing is shaping systems and culture they will call you straight away doing answers DJ switch live tweets live um, Instagram went up CNN went to look for her. Because she did something that shaped system. That disrupted the system. So the moment you allow that, that spirit of innovation to work in you truly, you will disrupt a system they will be looking for you. To have audience with you. But then it doesn't come easy. It's a task. It's a work. It's a work. But many a times we think that it just lies alone in the spiritual. If I pray enough, if I fast enough, it will happen. That alone cannot deliver to you innovation. It cannot. There's something beyond it. It cannot. The responsibility when it comes to civilization, it is the responsibility of every human. It's the responsibility of humanity everywhere. 
male, female, Buddhist, Hindu, Hare Krishna, great message, anything. As long as you are a human being, civilization is your responsibility. And if you can get into the place where you can tap into that knowledge and deliver to humanity what it wants, you'll be celebrated. You'll be celebrated. So just because it's a divine idea or it's divine does not mean it cannot be accessed. It can only be accessed through spiritual discipline alone. Just because it's a divine idea or it comes from divinity means that it is only through the spirituals I can access it. That's not true. That's one of the things that limits us as believers. We think that God will only give it to us because we are praying. No! 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 That's wrong! If God will only give it to us because we are praying, then the system has failed. Then the purpose is defeated. Yes, we have a preference. We are the first partakers, but we are not the only partakers. We are the first. But we're not the only ones. When it comes to divine ideas, it flows. And anyone that is ready receives it. That's what it is. But we have preference. So we cannot count our preference to be the only thing that exists. No. What's our scripture for elevate service? Hebrews 5.14. What does it say? Can you put it up? Hebrews 5.14 It says, But solid food belongs to those who are full of age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern. So it means that my senses can interpret the divine at a level. If I apply it. It means that my senses can begin to pick what's in the spiritual at a level if I apply it. It means that I can train my senses to begin to interpret divinity at a point. So those who are not born again can access value at a level that would deliver innovation to civilization and the world will celebrate them. Because they've accessed it. And it's, I'm not telling you fables. I'm telling you things that are happening. This is present day. They're happening in your workplace. They're happening in the environment. Everywhere. So this is a research I'm thinking that how can believers take their place? It's not only by praying. When we pray, we generate power. After the power has been generated, what do we do with it? And one of the ways, let me tell you, is that challenges will come. Things will come to test you. Things will, things will come. You know, what does it mean to, to solve demonstrable human problems? To solve problems of humanity. That's a task given by God. Anyone that does that will be celebrated. Don't care who you are. You don't have to be a believer to solve humanity 
a problem of humanity. You don't have to. But the moment you tap into that level, into that thinking, that innovative thinking, and you solve that problem, the world will celebrate you. Before they begin to ask whether you're a Christian, people have debated is Elon Musk a believer or not? Who cares? Nobody wants to know now. He may go to hell, but it doesn't matter. He has solved the problem, and you and I are enjoying it. I was watching the, the documentary on how when he, he started doing this, um, the mission to, to space. And then they said at that time that there were only four entities that have successfully launched a rocket to orbital space. US, China, Russia, and Elon Musk. Only four entities. Why do you think the billionaires now, um, what's the name? Bezos and um, what's this virgin guy? Richard Branson. They are now rushing to do space. These are research you will check out. They are rushing for space exploration. Space exploration. By the time they get there, and some of us believers are saying, Jesus will come before them. It will shock you. You go choke. By the time they get there, so when Elon Musk launched, they failed, I think, about four times or so. What Elon Musk did, the National Space Agency, NASA, was not able to do it. When NASA would send a rocket to space, it will cost them $400 million for one rocket and it will be destroyed. Elon Musk said, we can reduce this thing to about $4,000 or so, $40,000, I can't remember. If we can reuse this rocket. So he started a project on reusable rocket. For, go and check it out. That's all over the internet. And then he failed and failed and failed about four times. But the fifth time, they got it. And I watched the video when they succeeded. Let me tell you, where science is going, they will find God. You are the one thinking that they don't know. They will find, because God is the end of science. Where they are going, at the end of the day, they will find God. But you and I are thinking that, oh, they are scientists. They are scientists. They don't know anything. They will research and research. And the end of their conclusion will be that there is a God somewhere. But you and I have picked it up by the spirit. And we are lazy and lackadaisical about it. And then in that video, he said unconsciously. He was so excited, he did not know when he said, Wow, thank God, thank God. And then his staff looked at him. And then he said, Well, thank whoever is there, whatever. Just just thank. And I said, Ha! You cannot take it away. They know. That's why the Bible says in Romans 120. It said they knew him, but they did not glorify him as God. He said, Because all that may be known of God can be seen in everything that has been made. Everything that has been made. So when they train their senses like that to interpret divinity and they come up with products and services and ideas, then you and I will now go and fast and pray to get a job there. My dream, bring it before God, is to work in Google. 
And that's your goal to work in Google. And the Google guy carried the spirit of innovation and began to innovate. While we were there sitting idle. So he says, since the creation of the world, the invisible attributes of God are clearly seen. And they are understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead understood. So what this means is that my fellowship with God, my relationship with the Holy Spirit should bring me to a point where I can download creativity that can be interpreted or recognized and can be used by humanity. That's simply what it means. That's simply what it means. That every of my expression should bring me to a place that once I get out of the presence of God, humanity can interpret what the anointing I just received. My fellowship with God, my fellowship with the Holy Spirit, it should bring me to that place. That one, Humanity can recognize it. Two, I can transfer that thing. Three, I can be rewarded for it. Four, it can be recognized universally. And the number five, it can be used by anybody. Who cannot use an iPhone in the world? Everybody can. Everybody can. Everybody can. Let me tell you, there is nothing that cannot blow. You just need to submit to the right discipline. With time, it will blow. It will even overblow. And what you need to realize is that God is way, way bigger than the instruments that define faith. If you put all the instruments together that define our faith, God is way bigger than that. Religion alone doesn't have the capacity to define God. No. If all you know about God is within the four walls of the church, you are missing it. Oh. God is way bigger than religion. It's bigger than the elements that define faith. It's way bigger than it. So you can't limit your expressions alone to that. Once you embrace the discipline of innovation within the confines of humanity you begin to find out that life is bigger than all these things. It's bigger than them. It's bigger than them. It's bigger than them. I mentioned some time ago that there are three things that define who you are as a human being. One of them is that as a human being, you have the capacity to love. As a human being, you have the capacity to give. As a human being, you have the capacity to serve. These three things determine who you are as a human being. Whether you don't have a hand, your hand is not the reason you are a human being. Your leg, if you don't have leg, you can love. 
if you don't even have hand you can give you can serve even if you don't have hands and legs so the things that makes you a human being are not the physical futures they are not they are not they are beyond your futures there is something called the essence of humanity those things are the essence of you when you when you have the ability to love to serve and to give they determine an animal cannot do that there's no animal that has the brain to love serve and give but as a human being you can and when that determines you and you take that discipline of innovation and begin to challenge the status quo to solve problems and help other people achieve their vision then you're on the way then you're on the way but once that humanity is compromised what happens is that you're reduced you reduce and then the bible says i put this up earlier today in proverbs 18 9 it says the one who is too lazy to look for work is the same one who wastes his life away who wastes his life away and the bible says in matthew 6 26 it says look at the birds of the air for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not of more value than they are you not of more value than they you have a value within you that enables you to love, to serve, and to give. You may not have a job, but you can survive without one day of work. But you can never survive without one day of service. Without one day of service. Without one day of service serve humanity when you're thinking of service think humanity don't just when you're coming up with a product or a service don't just think okay um if i sell to my family members and i think global think universal think beyond the people that you know when you're designing an application or designing a product you are thinking humanity will buy not just believers not just unbelievers you the entire of humanity that's the only way your ideas can go global that's the only way it can be recognized around the world nobody will ask whether you're a believer or not dude i bought your product before you know it because you are serving humanity nelson mandela said he said if you are playing small you're not serving the world said anybody who plays small doesn't serve the world doesn't serve the world your service to humanity allows you to solve the problems of humanity and allows you to help other people achieve their own vision and their goal Luke 16 and verse 11 says Therefore, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you the true riches? And if you've not been faithful in what's another man's, is it who will give you what is your own? Is a question. 
say it's a question. If you can't serve humanity and you can't find a way to serve other people to help them achieve their vision and their goal, he said, who will give you your own? It's a question. Who will give you? Who will give you? Because in service to humanity, you are exhibiting a high level of innovation. You begin to think at divinity level. You begin to think at divinity level. You carry within you the spirit that makes for innovation. Everywhere you go, remember that I am designed to shape cultures, to change systems, to affect nations. It may not seem like it at the moment, but the consciousness that dwells on you, it will start from that small office. It will start from that small home. But the moment you begin to make all those changes and begin to innovate the way we live and work and, and do things, to do it better, God takes it from there. And he says, if you've been faithful in what another man's, then what is yours will come to you. Stand to your feet, church. just a simple prayer I want you to pray. Say, Father, give me a heart that sees you the way you are. Just talk to your Father. Give me a heart that sees you the way you are. Because God himself is the embodiment of science. God himself is the God of all the earth. He's the God of all the earth. He's the God of all the earth. There is no discrimination with him. So when you see him the way he is, when he's talking to you, you will know that he's not talking to you about believers alone. He's talking to you about the whole of humanity. When you see him the way he is and he relates with you, you will know that ah, this thing that God is telling me will benefit the world. So you are looking for ways by which the world can partake of it. And you will not hold it in. i just give you a few minutes. Just talk to him. Let me see you the way you are. Let me see you the way you are way you are. All the scales in my eyes, on my eyes, these things that are blinding me, let them fall off. Let me see you the way you are. Let me be liberated. Let me be liberated. Let me be free. Not be tied by religion. Tied by religion. 
No, let me be free. Free to think. Free to create. Free to innovate. Let ideas flow through me freely without limitation. Limitation of my environment. Limitation that I've put upon myself. Thinking that if I go this route, God will not support it. Who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that? All ideas come from Him. All wisdom comes from Him. All grace comes from Him. All knowledge comes from Him. says he ascended on high and he gave gifts to men gifts to men gifts to men I pray for you in the name of Jesus everyone present here and listening online I ask that the father of grace will reveal himself to you clearly that inside you there will be no limitation whatsoever to the extent that which God wants to express himself in the name of Jesus. That through you, life will flow through the world to the world around you in the name of Jesus. That your ideas will change the world. We change the way we live, the way we walk, the way we play. That the ideas that God will that God will trust you with ideas. Trust you with divine ideas. Trust you with solution to human problems. Trust you with these things. And give, put in you the capacity to deliver to a world, to a generation, what they desperately need. Thank you, Father. We receive insight, O oh God. Change us, Father. Let us see differently, think differently, act differently. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Glory to God. I want you to go back home, take this message. I'm sure it's going to be online media people will put it online. Listen to it again and again and again. Till something stares inside of you with a crazy annoyance and unlocks something inside of you. Unlocks it so that the world can benefit of the anointing that you carry. Because there is no way we will understand it if it cannot be interpreted or if it cannot be recognized. Thank you, Father. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.